Fresh Art International presents conversations about creativity in the 21st century. This is Fresh Art International. I'm Kathy Bird. Our podcast explores contemporary art, film, and design across six continents. In 2019, we visited art schools and universities in the United States and Canada to begin recording Voices of the Future. In 2020, we present the first episodes in our student edition, Conversations About Creativity with Emerging Makers and Producers. Given opportunities to explore and experiment, students are discovering how they can shape the world they live in. What issues and ideas spark their creative impulse? Today, we take you to the School of the Art Institute of Chicago, also known as SAIC. We're here to meet participants in Imagining Tomorrow. The yearly experiential learning opportunity brings together students from schools in the Netherlands, Germany, the United States, and Pakistan. During each two-week seminar, they gather in a different host community, to envision possible futures through design thinking. The clients are local organizations who ask the students to imagine solutions to real-life challenges, such as environmental sustainability and immigrant integration. Artist Kirsten Lenars teaches at SAIC. She's a co-creator of this project. You talk about the way that imagination gives shape to the way we relate to each other and the way we relate to the world we live in. Imagining is not an apolitical thing. Imagining is also defined by our circumstances or our culture or what we see around us. So not everybody can imagine as freely as some others. My work always has had a very special social aspect. So a lot of the projects that I create are working with different communities or specific groups of people to create work together around certain specific issues, questions. I've always been really interested in documentary making as a way of storytelling. I guess my own art practice is an extension of thinking about what documentary work could be, but in a more experimental version of that, where it's always done through collective production, involving uh, other people in kind of the creation of the work, the content of the work. I think what I really want to do is to create that space where different perspectives can exist. For me, that's where the magic happens, when different people come together in this kind of creative process and something else arises that you yourself could have never imagined just being you. It is something about being together that allows for that to come to form. Lenars introduces three students who have experienced imagining tomorrow. Their studies range from film, animation, and video to architecture and fashion. Summer, you three are representing different iterations of this project. Which one did you participate in? So I just went to the one that was this past summer in Karlsruhe, 
And the group that I was working with was doing an initiative with the ZKM Center for Media Arts in Karlsruhe. It was founded, I think, in the 1980s as an institution specifically for digital media, exhibiting a lot of things about the internet, surveillance. Um, as technology progresses, like that institution is like the place to be. Thinking about the future, thinking about like what's coming next in terms of technology, politics. The way that they explained it to us was rethinking about how an institution approaches the public not only to get art out there but also to be a space for free thinking and a space for free political thought, a space for people to come together without the distortion that is happening in a lot of official media outlets currently. And so we were working on a solution to the role of an institution in today's modern world. The solution that we were coming up with was to create what we call the Digital Agora, which is like an online platform for people to come together to connect with each other, but also to connect to the museum itself. So instead of the museum just being a place to exhibit art in this removed upper class activity, it's more of like a community outreach and more of a space for people to come together and share their ideas with each other instead of just absorbing what is being presented before them. I think it's really important to be thinking about that kind of stuff right now, especially with a lot of like censorship and like not dishonest but distorted media as well as like surveillance and things. I feel like my generation is pretty cynical towards that kind of stuff in terms of like not being able to speak our minds and like free speech is something that's really important right now and we're not going to let the big corporations and the government control us. I remember at the Venice Art Biennale 2015 that David Ajay, an architect, built a gathering space mm -hmm. for conversations, performances, yeah and interactions between the presenters and the visitors, and it was extremely effective. It was so cool. Alejandro, <laughs> tell me about how you're involved with Imagining Tomorrow. I participated in Imagining Tomorrow this summer as well. Our group was also in charge of solving an issue for ZKM, but we took a different approach because from what we gathered, from what they gave to us, we thought that they wanted to reach out a different audience, like a broader audience around the globe, but they wanted to do it reaching out to other artists as well and working with them. So what we came up with was a sort of festival called the ZKM Commons that would travel around the world and work with different artists, local artists, in a way to reach the local community wherever they went and to exhibit the art of the local artists and the art from ZKM as well. So also a way to make ZKM a global institution, even though their museum is located in Karlsruhe in Germany. And it was an amazing experience because we actually got to talk and engage with the actual ZKM people. And it was 
like a professional experience, like a real professional experience. I really enjoyed that every moment. It was so much fun. I got to meet new people from all around the world. Okay, this is fine. And if not, let's see what happens if we do it here also. People that I don't know how else I would have been able to work with. And it was just amazing to see how all of us, we interpret art and we interpret the world and in different ways. And it was just amazing to see how we actually got to talk about that and dis we'll have discussions and come up with solutions and work those two weeks engaging with different communities. And so your projects were in response to the perceived future desires and needs for ways to work within the digital realm. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, because ZKM sees themselves as a different art institution. So we had to figure out how to get them to be known around the globe without what they called the middleman, which would be... Traditional media. Exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. Fabiola, yeah. tell me about your experience and... I did Imagining Tomorrow my first year of being here. We went to Utrecht in the Netherlands. We collaborated with uh, students at SAIC, but also at HKU, which is a university in Utrecht, and then another school from Germany. I think they were law students. And we were separated into groups, and the group I worked with we tried to help out the Red Cross from the Netherlands and mm -hmm. kind of rethinking their way of advertisement or getting people involved into donating um, or just getting more people just aware of what they do. And so my group, we decided to create a festival surrounding the things that the Red Cross does, trying to integrate things that children can apply themselves to, or uh, adults, or just any age range. And like our advertisement was Be the Goat, because we wanted to get something more eye-catching rather than the stereotypical Red Cross you see of a child that's starving or something like that, like on the CTA or the train. And I feel like a lot of the times people just look past, they're like, oh, that happens, it's sad, but they don't really pay much attention. So we tried to take a different approach, which was just create an ad that's like completely different from what you would expect it be relating to. That's kind of where we went. So Be the Goat was Be the Greatest of All Time by donating. I ended up doing the design for it and it was like pink and it was a goat and it was like very eye-catching in that way. I really liked the entire like process. It was just really amazing to get to know people from just different countries all around the world. I still have connections, like I follow them through Instagram and like Facebook, so we still keep in touch. And I think having the experiences in like the professional realm, like we went to the headquarters to talk about our ideas beforehand and like a big table and in front of the people that were in charge at Red Cross and then at the end we did a huge presentation in front of everybody. I think it's very important to like integrate yourself in those spaces just to get to know or how to navigate that. All your groups what I really liked is that you were very critical of the question. The language that is used is also kind of 
professionals or the clients, the organizations that are part of it give a brief to the student groups. And what is amazing too, it's usually three or four student teams responding to the same brief. So you have four different solutions to proposals to the same question. So it's also really remarkable to see usually how very different the, diff mm -hmm. the different responses are. And then the student teams give a debrief to the organization and, so <laughs> and they get feedback on that. And from there, they start developing their ideas and it always ends after two weeks with a final presentation of the ideas. There was in the debrief a lot of really good critical questions, which I think was for the organization surprised that yeah. there were that many, but I think that was a, such a great kind of reality check and pointing to how sometimes they can't see themselves anymore. Mm -hmm. And then these student teams come and really kind of flip that. That's one of the things that I think is really amazing. What does design thinking mean to you in the context of the projects that you did? We were thinking about this kind of philosophical model, the spiral of silence, in which the public media will kind of like silence minority opinions. And it's like demonstrated in an image of like a spiral that's going down, descending. And so we were thinking, oh, let's flip that and make it the spiral of voices to promote free thinking, communication between the public and an institution, to have a spiral going upwards instead. I think it's like a good representation of what we wanted to do. What I would say design thinking meant to us was bringing our own experiences and our own ways of thinking into a project that was meant for people who are not yet as involved in the professional world because of our way of thinking way outside of the box. With ZKM, something that they told us was how they really appreciated how far we took our proposals, how we made them think about things that they had not thought about before. I think going back to what uh, we did for our project is like be the go. It's kind of like a millennial thing, I guess. I don't yeah. know. Um, it's like a slang term. Yeah. Because colloquially, like the term like goat, greatest of all time, is used like originally to talk about like basketball players or celebrities or stuff like that. Kobe Bryant is the goat. Like the, he's the greatest of all time. Like talking about figureheads who are like really skilled, like talented or just like really reliable and so like kind of Fabiola bringing that <laughs> into a more charitable organization. Really interesting. Bring this younger experience to like more of a professional, bigger audience. Notes to design thinking in that way. I want to say something about the design thinking because it's a hyped term right now. So what does that really mean? And I have an artist background, so I don't really necessarily use that term or teach it that way. But I think what was amazing about the project, students come from different, not only from different schools, but also different disciplines or backgrounds. So there are design students, there are students coming from a studio background, there are arts management students from graduate to freshman level. So everybody brings their own kind of expertise and education to the table. And I think what is amazing is that most of the students have never done it at all and maybe don't really necessarily even have the ambition to do social design or solve problems in the city. But what we were seeing every time and we were excited about every year is that everybody has something to contribute in this process of thinking about solutions that engage a whole community or a city 
and everybody can pull from their own creative mind and their imagination. And I think that's for me is kind of design thinking is like, even when you don't think of yourself as a designer or an architect or an urban planner, we're all human citizens of this world. And so we have the ability to see things and to make relationships from that you can start thinking of solutions. <laughs> I want to know how you see your participation in Imagining Tomorrow will impact your future creative endeavors. I think reading the proposal, like going through this whole process, talking about a lot of philosophy and political theory is not something that I really did before in my work. And after this trip, it's something that I have definitely been thinking about a lot more lately. Specifically working with an institution and thinking about the role of an institution has changed my approach in my art making because I am going to school at an institution. SCIC is connected to a museum. And so I'm thinking about the art that I'm making and how it speaks of, first of all, the school, second of all, the museum, when really it should be more about myself. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> art, should be, art should be personal. So maybe I have become a little bit more cynical about the role of the institution that I'm attending. Sorry to any SEIC higher-ups if you're listening, but it kind of made me more aware of the fact that art is not accessible for a lot of people, and it's, being educated in the arts is not attainable for a lot of people either the inclusiveness and the idea that your art connects with the greater universe is like a huge discovery. Yeah. It taught me how art and like the professional realm intertwine and how people go about that. Yeah. Just working with students with different backgrounds, yeah. just like navigating that. Because a lot of the time, I feel like when you're in school, you're with a bunch of people that do the same thing. So collaborating with people that just have different practices and experiences. Um, it's good to know in the long run. Yeah, and I think you working with arts administration students, mm -hmm. it gave you a chance to show them the importance of a creative point of view in approaching the challenge that they have as institutional mm -hmm. workers. And you have a, an appreciation for those hierarchies yeah. and structures that they have to navigate to present mm -hmm. work by artists yeah. like you? For me, I think it was more of a reminder of how much I enjoy working with other people. And it was a great professional experience solving problems. I'm actually having to come up with solutions for an actual problem. I really enjoyed that and feel much more motivated towards what I do here at SAAC and what I want to do. I think it was a really valuable experience for all of us. This is the Fresh Art International Podcast. I'm Kathy Bird. We're pleased to share the conversation we recorded at the School of the Art Institute of Chicago in 2019. Participants from four countries will gather in Chicago this year for the latest chapter of Imagining Tomorrow. In a range of cultural contexts, students and educators alike forge meaningful relationships and learn to navigate business and government protocols 
to address real-world issues, crossing international borders to collaborate and innovate, students bring creativity outside the classroom, engaging with communities, and learning to lead. SAIC Imagining Tomorrow is one of our student edition stories. See the faces behind the voices on Instagram at FreshArtIntl. If you like what you're hearing, please take a few minutes to subscribe to this podcast anywhere you go to listen. The John S. and James L. Knight Foundation, Emily Hall Tremaine Foundation, Locust Projects and the Andy Warhol Foundation for the Visual Arts, and listeners like you make Fresh Art International possible. Visit our site to learn more and explore other episodes about design and socially engaged art. While you're there, sign up for our latest news and give a donation to support our stories. Stay tuned for more contemporary art talk 